You're listening to the Don't Tell My Grandma podcast. Okay. All right, so we usually just start off by talking about whatever. Like okay. To warm up. Yeah. I mean, you're you're a veteran, this <laughs> one, right? Yeah, you think so? Know. Yeah, third you time, eh? Third time. Third time's a charm. Can I get some more, please? Sure. More, please, there. Can I get some more water? Hey, thank you. You're a gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> <laughs> I strive to be. Where's my water? Oh, right here. Okay. Can you please have the mic a little bit more towards you? Yeah, that's that's how you can practice doing your R's. Oh, the, the back of your throat, those ones? Yeah. I mean, that's a way to do your R's. Oh, I can't do the ones at the back of my throat. I can do the ones. <laughs> how about this one with your, with your yeah, lips? Well, that's easy. That's what voice actors do. Oh, it's a warm-up. <laughs> like stretch him out. It's like they're having a, a stroke in their face. Are we trying to rap now? No, we're trying to turn on like like an engine. It's great ASMR. Right. Yeah, this is ASMR training actually. Talking to my ear, Farron. I'm sure oh, so that's good. a that's a genre of ASMR. Right? <laughs> oh, you could sell that. Speaking of which, like McDonald's South Africa made an ASMR ad. Your dad? No, McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's South Africa. Yeah, oh, it's like yeah, it's just like unwrapping the burger. Yeah, it's like putting like opening the the ketchup, like putting it on the fries, oh. and like the. Like pouring the drink with the ice cubes in it. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, that's actually a really good way to advertise your your product. Yeah, unless, unless you're really put off by that. <laughs> I feel I feel I the tingles on my ears, especially if I wear headphones. The ASMR. Uh, yeah, it depends, it depends on, what on what it is, is right? Yeah, what it is. Mm. Yeah, There's if you're like talking really close to my ears. I feel like <laughs> I know, but there's some nice. Sounding. It depends on the vo- yeah, what kind of voice you have, right? As well, yeah. It's like it's a, a creepy voice. husky voice, yeah, yeah. You like the husky voices, yeah. I don't like wet willies, <laughs> like people putting their fucking fingers or tongues in my ear. Oh no, it's the worst. No. Yeah, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, I can. Shelby used to do that all the time, like fucking stick her finger in my ear. No, Wet finger. no. <laughs> how would you? How would you raise a child like that? I don't know. She said she likes it. With you lose, you, you lose your mom weird. card right there. Weird. <laughs> Shelby, you're weird. <laughs> but we still love you. But we still love you. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm. Well, I guess we'll kick it off, guys and gals and gals. I guess we should say gals, gals and, and guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. There we gals go. and guys. Equality. <laughs> 
That's right. <laughs> That's right. And it's also two to one today. Anyways. Indeed. As I like it. Oh. <laughs> oh god okay i'll let you open Welcome to the Don't Tell My Grandma podcast. We are here to bring you the candid, the hilarious, and the cultured conversations. And we hope that you don't take life too seriously because that's what we're doing. That's what we're not doing. So, welcome to the table. We have me as the one of the hosts today. I'm Wendy. I'm Wendy, joined by my wonderful husband, Juan. Aww, I am here. <laughs> Present. <laughs> and we have back with us at the table a good friend of ours, our special, um, actually our family member. No. Who we've made in Japan, and you may have heard her in previous episodes, too, to be exact. It's Farron back in action. Yeah. Yeah. Farron, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's good to be back with you guys. Great to have you. Yeah. It's always great to have people with amazing accents. I love having different accents in the show. Oh, yeah. Me too. (laughs) That's what we try to bring. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Today we have a topic that Farron actually introduced to me not long ago, and we've Mm -hmm. been wanting to talk about this topic because it's it's very relevant to our lives and I think a lot of other people want to hear about it too and kind of destigmatize it. So mm-hmm. Farron, what what was the topic that you had in your mind recently? Um so the topic is laziness and recently I've been thinking like is laziness even a thing? Does mm-hmm. it actually exist or is it a symptom of something deeper? Ooh. Oh, that's fascinating. I like Never that. Never really thought about it that way. Yeah. That's yeah. why we have guests on this podcast. Yeah, because that's they right. Really <laughs> because we pretend to be smart, but we have guests that are actually smart. That's smarter. <laughs> <laughs> Just different perspectives, that's I right. guess. Yeah. 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 Why, why is laziness a topic that you care about? Um, Yeah, laziness, it's kind of like a trigger for me, a trigger Mm. word, because I've been called lazy like most of my life. Wow. Um, Yeah, and then like when people always call you lazy, you kind of believe that about yourself and Mm. it really brings you down, actually, and kind of stops you from moving forward and kind of like you kind of end up using it as an excuse as well Mm. like oh yeah i'm just lazy that's why i don't do these things so you adopt it as a label as your identity almost yeah oh wow that's that's something that's not easy to get rid of if you've experienced it yeah the rest of you know your entire life as you said and it probably takes a lot of um, mind shifting and probably therapy as well to get those voices out of your head that have become your own telling yourself that and using that as an excuse for things 
Yeah. Is it is it something that you you've heard from people who knew you well? Yeah, parents. Well, mainly mm. my mom actually. Like, yeah, she still calls me lazy though. Oh man! So how are you? How are you coping with that now versus how you were as a kid before? Well, um, I guess after I got diagnosed with ADHD, that helped mm. a lot in me kind of rediscovering myself or um yeah just thinking about myself in a new kind of perspective because like everything kind of made sense and fell into place and I'm like oh actually I'm not lazy it's just I don't have enough executive function Mm -hmm. or enough like I have a chemical imbalance that's actually uh, preventing me from doing things or like I don't have enough energy to do the things that I want to do mm-hmm. yeah but also perfectionism yeah as well as plays a big role and anxiety yeah do you yeah. think you inherited perfectionism like um, was it instilled on you people taught you how to be perfectionist hmm that's a that's a really good question actually um Hmm. Oh, I really have to think about that one. Um, that applies to me too because I'm very much a perfectionist. I think all three of us in this yeah, room are. <laughs> However, I did not, I fortunately did not experience being labeled as lazy mm. growing up. I also don't remember learning to be a perfectionist from anyone I think it was very much something that I had in me like I didn't I wasn't held to a standard that everything that I needed to do was perfect you held yourself I held myself to that standard from yeah you know the earliest I could remember would you say that you were trying to emulate someone else in your life that made you want to feel like I have to meet this standard like no. for example your dad is uh, very particular about some things mm-hmm. and he has his own high standards mm-hmm. and maybe you wanted to emulate that and then you just learn like by osmosis mm. that that's how you should be or something like that maybe for like insignificant things yeah you know but like the way down. yeah like yeah. maybe the way that I clean or something like Mm. expectations that are that hinder my daily life but I don't know I wouldn't I don't think that I'm emulating a specific person maybe it's a collection of Of the people yeah yeah Yeah. but the people right yeah me too I think I don't think I really learned it from anybody really or that I'm emulating would you say Mm. Farron that you have someone in your life that is also like kind of like you, very perfectionist, very particular about things that likes things the way they have them, they make them? Uh, I guess my mom is like that a little bit. Like her, her sister is definitely like probably OCD mm-hmm. <laughs> level, like very particular. Mm-hmm. And I guess my grandmother probably as well yeah she like was very particular about like how she did things but I mean they never 
really imposed it on me like that much as a kid, I yeah. think. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you felt like you were beating yourself up over not having something done perfectly or not doing it yourself? Perfectly? Perfectly, yeah. Um, hmm. I don't think I can remember like the first the very first time mm-hmm. but there have been times when I like really like broke down emotionally when um not when I didn't do something perfectly but when I guess when I got criticized mm. for my work I mean art school is rough mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty rough out there guys <laughs> so that was later in years in your it was like university oh, okay yeah were you ever criticized in grade school earlier on where you felt like you really took that to heart? Um, maybe high school. Uh, like my English essays or something. Like I think it was like the creative writing part of it. Like I thought it was pretty good, but I would always get the same grade. But then mm-hmm. I later found out that that teacher... It just gave the same grade to everybody oh like, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get an A and you get an A and you get an A. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, I didn't get an A in that <laughs> way. I mean, if everybody gets an A, then what is an A? Right? Yeah. That's true, actually. But uh, we got a new English teacher when I was, like, in my final year of high school. And she, like, loved my my essays my creative writing essays and that was just like a little bit of affirmation that I I think I needed and I was like well she actually encouraged me to like go into like becoming a writer or something like that Mm. like studying English literature Mm. and she's like yeah I hope you continue to keep writing and everything and I was like well (laughs) where have you you been all my life (laughs) would you say that like teachers and parents uh encouraged you to go further into like be more obsessive with the things and and be more perfectionist because like they uh celebrated the moments where you went above and beyond and that made you feel like okay i need to keep going above mm, and beyond with everything. Oh, i need right? to keep up that standard yes. yeah actually i think a little bit of- um and that's probably where the anxiety starts creeping in because you like if i don't maintain the standard or go beyond that then like am i still good am i good enough right if i don't hit that bar the next time am i still going to be worthy am i still going to prove that i'm as good as i was before when i achieved so highly and mm. I think one of my things, especially like later, like maybe at university as well, is like, okay, well, if I don't put all my effort into this and I get like an okay, like average mark, then, um, you know, then, then I'm still, I still feel okay about myself. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe my biggest fear, maybe it still is, um, yeah, I guess a little bit in high school too, is that if I do put in all my effort and it comes to nothing, like I, 
if I don't get the mark that I want and I put in like maximum effort, mm-hmm. I'm going to feel like really shit about it. Yeah. It's going to just destroy me, yeah. I think. So I think slowly I started like not putting in mm-hmm. a lot of effort or like starting to procrastinate more on things because it's like, I don't know, it's like if you, I mean, in high school, it was kind of easy. It was easy for me at least to kind of coast through high school with not putting in like a maximum amount of effort like I just like cram for tests like the day before or like just before the test and still get like average kind of marks for it Mm -hmm. um yeah and then be like oh yeah I got this mark and I didn't even study for it (laughs) you know (laughs) kind of like look at me that wasn't me (laughs) that wasn't me at all but I couldn't (laughs) wing it I was always um jealous of the guys who would sit in the back, they never asked questions. They never even brought a notebook. They just listened, mm. and they always had the best marks. Oh my god! Just like for some reason, those people are rare. I feel. But I yeah. think for me, it was more about like understanding. If you understand what the lesson, what's going on in the lesson, then it's easier to like retain that information than if you just like parrot fashion mm. study because I still cannot study or I guess I haven't tried recently but I I cannot just sit down and I could never just sit down and actually like study mm-hmm. we all have our yeah. different ways to study and I guess what I assume was going on over there was that they were not paying enough attention in the class they didn't need to because they were just studying at home they felt very comfortable with just grabbing the book, new new class, grab the book, and they got all they needed from the book. Mm. And, you know, like the teacher is there to facilitate the the material, mm. to make it more accessible and uh, to answer any questions. But if you're really good at studying, you don't really need that. So, yeah, I, I was never that. I kind of wish I was, but, you know. Everyone's different, yeah. What I heard, like, when you were talking about, you know, setting the bar for yourself it seems like you really cared and that really draws the line between like, Oh, I'm lazy. I don't, I don't give a crap about Mm -hmm. how well I do, but if you really care about something, then maybe that's the reason why the perfectionism is creeping in. And a lot of people don't know where to start because they truly care about the project, which doesn't make them lazy. It Mm -hmm. means that they're care, they're, they care maybe a little too much, but they're just having such a hard time knowing how to take that first step. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, especially like for me and I guess for a lot of other people who have ADHD as mm-hmm. well, like just knowing where to start, how to start, that's like probably one of the biggest like obstacles for actually getting stuff done. Yeah. Yeah, it can be <laughs> quite crippling. And if you have people, especially people who you feel like they should know me the most. Mm. They care about me and love me. Um, If they label you as lazy, then I think they're missing a little. I think they're missing the understanding part of it. Like Mm. maybe there's something that they can be asking you in order to help you out or to help you at least understand what's going on Mm. and will help you move to the next step. Yeah. So I think it's I think there's a little too much judgment, especially when someone is 
suffering of a mental disability or some mental health issue. Um, I think there is oftentimes a lack of understanding mm. from the other party and we need to be able to close the gap, especially with people, with family members, with educators, people who are supposed to be in, you know, on our side, mm. help us get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to make sure that uh, when we say a lack of understanding, people don't take it the wrong way because some people feel like it's an attack. It is not. Like it's not coming from a bad place. Mm-hmm. When people say those things, like maybe even when they say like you're being lazy, it comes from a good place. They just want you to like, like do do yeah, better, do your right? Best. Yeah, uh, it doesn't help though. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> we still don't understand. We're starting to understand how much that impacts your life in the future, your mental health, and and many other things. Mm. But like, have you have you seen these things can affect? a lot of aspects of your life, even things that you didn't think were not that big of a deal. Uh, now we are learning that we mm. should be more careful about what we say, mm. especially to people when they're growing up and all that. Well, since you've been hearing that word almost all your life, is this something that you've addressed with the people, especially with your mom, who you've heard it from? Um not like we haven't really had a serious conversation about it because i mean i haven't been living at home been living in a different country right. it's kind of hard to have that kind of conversation like not in person um but like here and there like the article that i sent you on laziness mm-hmm. i think it's called lazy laziness does not exist right um i sent that to my parents as well um and i don't know actually my mom said that she um could kind of relate to that article yeah because so i think she's heard it i think she's too? got adhd too mm. but um yeah and then but then again i was like yeah so i don't want to be called lazy again and then she just kind of d- dismissed uh what i said i guess just like oh Farron kind of thing yeah so i don't think she fully like understands where i'm coming from but i guess i do need to have that conversation with her but how do you think a good way i mean you sent her the article which i think is a good step Mm. but if you were to sit down with her what do you think you could do to explain it a little further for her to 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 help to to help her understand a bit more Mm. i guess i'd have to like go back to like high school university kind of thing like start from there and like kind of explain like how I was feeling about it and relate that to ADHD as well because I mean they don't know too much about it so still so I guess I'd have to talk about that as a whole. Yeah. But maybe I'm procrastinating on that <laughs> too because that's a big conversation and there's a lot of emotions. Yeah, attached trauma to that. <laughs> involved. Sure. I'm kind of like working through that in, in therapy mm-hmm. right now, but eventually I, I would definitely want to sit down and have that conversation with them mm-hmm. in person. When you feel like 
oh shoot I'm using laziness as an excuse for myself again like when you catch yourself in that moment do you try to change the language for yourself or how do you kind of escape that negative cycle of thinking um well I guess these days I don't think of myself as lazy Mm. anymore um but it's more like a kind of question I'm like okay I'm not doing this thing but like why am I not doing it? Like, what's stopping me from doing this? Mm. Is there a way that I can break down this task if it's like a task that I have to do? Is there a way that I can break it down into smaller, manageable pieces? Um, and figuring out like where to start? Because I guess um, with my tasks or with things that I want to do, tasks, projects, personal projects, I have like a lot of ambition when it comes to that. So I just want to go like big. But when you have this whole grand idea, it's really hard to like narrow it down yeah. and think of where to begin yeah. and how to go through the process. So I'm like trying to just break things down now, make it more manageable and just like work through it mm-hmm. in that way. When you think about doing the things that you want to do, your goals, and your aspirations are you trying to emulate someone or is this something you've always had like you've oh did you feel at any point that you needed to go big because you were told that you had to go big or was it just like something that came out of you i think it's something that came out of me like like i want to do this like this is something that i want to do but at the same time it's very like daunting Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, God, it's such a big thing. How do I start? And what if I'm not good enough? And yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. Because we tend to we tend to compare our output uh, to what we see around us. Like mm. The most successful out, of, out there are mm. showing everyone what they're doing, like how much they're achieving. And then we kind of compare our output compared to them. And, and we feel like, we give context to our laziness or to our productivity. Mm. It's like, if they're doing that, that's what I should be doing, right? Yeah, shooting yeah. yourself. Yeah. yeah if you're true. doing better than the people around you, you feel like, oh, I'm a very productive guy. If you're mm. working in an office and you're the one with the least output, you feel like you're the lazy guy, even though that whole company can be the most productive company in the world. And even the, the least productive person is extreme, extremely productive person. Yeah. So... It depends also like who you surround yourself with and who do you admire and the kind of circle, you know. Uh, so that's why I ask you that question mm. because sometimes we just feel like, oh, I should be doing this or that because other people in, mm. around my career. Because look what or, he's doing and yeah. look what she's doing. Yeah. Um, and that's very unhealthy. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> um, right now, it's like, I mean, because the job that I'm in, I'm not. it's not what I want to do. It's not like my career goal. So I felt like, actually, the most productive I felt was like 2015. That was my last year at, at um, animation school. And that's when we really, we were working on a short film we were doing the whole production process from like pre-production to post-production, like ourselves. 
and I was working with a team and that actually helped me a lot because it's not just for me, like other people were relying on me as well. So I felt like I had enough motivation and I could like kind of cast my procrastination aside because other people were counting on me mm. and we were working through it together and I was like constantly working on it as well um and you also know you knew what steps were needed to yeah needed well we to were take, going right? through it together mm. and like there were other people in our class so other groups and we could kind of compare like where they were where we were as well um so actually, I think that's a better environment for me than the one that I'm in right now because I'm I'm not surrounded by like my peers, my animation peers. Um, but I guess sometimes it is like like you said, when somebody's being more productive or more efficient than you, that it can like you can get down on yourself about that because you're like, oh, they're so productive, but I haven't done much today and. But also it, it it goes back to like, um, you know, the chemical balance in your brain because for a lot of people, like they didn't have ADHD. I have ADHD. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. My executive function doesn't, it's not the same, it's not the same as theirs. So where they could like get through things, I couldn't like... It just seemed like it was like this impossible big thing for me to get through. Um, I guess maybe I felt like I maybe I didn't have the tools before, you know, to like stop and like look at the bigger picture and break things down step by step because I also get hung up on the small details so like, how do I start? Okay, yeah. uh, maybe I should do this first. But then I go like too intensely into that mm -hmm. one thing that I shouldn't actually be spending that much time mm -hmm. on. And then my time management is shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then it just throws the whole fucking project off. <laughs> and then I don't, I get a little bit done and somebody else finishes magnificently. And then I'm like, what the fuck just happened? kind of thing and you feel like you didn't do anything but when you in fact you you were doing something you yeah. just weren't you didn't get to the point where you expected or yeah you I wasn't to be. managing my time good enough or like my task management wasn't good enough or my time management wasn't good enough or efficient enough so I'm trying to work on that right now that's, as well that's when I find words like Again, I know that people who use these words, like you said, Juan, they're, they're not intending to hurt you, but the way that some people perceive them, like a lot of people with ADHD, if they perceive words like, oh, just do it, like, why don't you just do it? Mm. That can be extremely damaging because we feel like we are trying and yeah. to hear that, to hear those words feels like we aren't doing anything at all, yeah. like we're... Like we're just sitting there doing nothing at all. Yeah. So I guess, like you said, to address these triggers yeah. with people, especially with people who are close to you, I think that's really important yeah. when you when you can and you know a way to approach it. Yeah. If you can 
decrease the amount of triggers coming in. It can really help you, especially if they're coming from people that you are in close contact with or you're hearing from a lot. Yeah. Um, but it's also it's it's not something that you can totally wipe out of your life because there's going to be people who say that with like no, no bad intentions at all. But you're just going to have to deal with it because you can't control what other people say. Right. Yeah. Could you clarify what you mean when you say your executive? executive? Oh, executive mm-hmm. function. So, function? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like task management, like being able to look at a task and break it down into what you need to do and kind of like put weights, like which prioritize. tasks are more, yeah, prioritize, which tasks are more important. That's, that's a others. term for people with ADHD. Well, everyone has a, an executive function. Yeah, function. The, yeah, the idea is that people with ADHD have issues weaker, with that. Yeah, yeah and okay. it, or lack, lack of function lack of. as well. Yeah, and also switching between tasks. Like oh, it's really hard yeah. to switch between oh, them. Yeah. Toggling between like, yeah. one task to another. Mm-hmm. Even, even like if someone tries to have a conversation with you, it can be extremely hard to go back to what you were doing. Yeah. Like, that's like you almost tough. you left the room or something yeah and you don't even know where you left off yeah, yeah. that's like i mean because i can't like do two things at once can't multitask with that so it's like if somebody's having a conversation with me i like look at them like in their face like in their eyes and i'm like committed to this conversation that's good especially if i'm interested in what they're saying so it's really distracting to me if somebody like distracts me while I'm working. It's like over. <laughs> That's why um, at university I used to like put in headphones and just listen to music so that people wouldn't talk to me when I'm like in the zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's hard to like get back into that. That's why I can't, right. it's hard to do the, you know, like some people can can work and be like okay I'm gonna give myself a reward I'm gonna get this done and then I'm gonna like watch a series for 20 minutes or I'm gonna do something that I enjoy for a little bit and I'm gonna get back to that task does not work for me (laughs) it's like if if I do something I have to finish it because Mm -hmm. if I walk away from it I'm never coming back Mm -hmm. even if it's interesting to you yeah it's like so hard to like get into the zone and then get out of it and come back to it. It's so difficult. Mm -hmm. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, When you say, well, firstly, could you say I am enough? I am enough. Does that sound true to you? Yeah, I think it does. Can you do the same look? I am enough. How does that sound to you? It sounds more natural to me than it did a month ago because I've been I've been doing it as an exercise through the therapy Mm. that I've Mm. been doing. So but like sometimes it depends on the day. Sometimes Mm. when I'm in a really low point, I say that and I'm like, well, that doesn't sound true at all. Mm. And then I try to I try to write down the things that are um, keeping me from believing it. And then working on those things. Can you say it? Yes. I am enough. Do you believe that? For the most part, I'm getting there. And I think it's very true what you say, like, depends on the day. Mm. 
Um, it depends on the minute. Yes, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do feel a progression. That's good. Year over mm-hmm. year that it's sounding more and more true. Mm-hmm. It goes up and down, just like just like the market, mm-hmm. up and down. Yeah. But generally Stunks. goes up. <laughs> Stunks. Stunks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was appropriate to ask that question because at the end of the day, all that we've been discussing kind of affects whether we feel we're not enough or not. Mm. Like feeling lazy yeah. is just another way uh, for us to say that we are not really enough, uh, that we have internalized because of the circumstances in our life. Mm. Uh, now, I want to ask you another question. Do you want to be a superstar in what you do? Um Yes, I'm going to go with yes, actually. Um, so I'm a Slytherin. I got ambition. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I got, I think I have a lot of ambition. Um, and I, I do, I guess I do crave a bit of admiration, <laughs> um, you know, for what I do and like affirmation from people. Um, yeah, so... I don't know. I feel I'm just going to come out and say it because I feel like I don't need to play it down or anything. But no. I feel like I have a lot to offer. Like, and I feel like I have interesting stories that I can put out there. So, yeah. So I want, I feel like I need to show them to people and hope that it's going to be like amazing and like, like a, fucking cult classic that's like <laughs> that's like my ultimate dream is to have like a cult classic like oh. animation show so so Ooh. when you when you think all that and you say all that you vocalize it how does that make you feel though does that make you feel terrified that you have to live to that um like right now in this moment not so much i'm actually feeling like a little bit emotional like okay yeah like yeah I can do this. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Let it out. Unleash that. You need to use that. that, Like, I I know exactly what you're talking about. That, like, fire inside of you that makes you feel like, like, I have to do this. I I can do this. And Mm. it's very exhilarating. But sometimes when it's not there, and sometimes it's not. Like, life is very complicated. Mm. Uh, For a lot of people, it can be so terrifying to have big ambitions and and feel like if i don't make this happen i'm gonna go to the grave Mm. and and this is gonna go with me so when a lot of people have these aspirations they don't feel like they want to be superstars they just want they just want to do what they like doing and that's Mm -hmm. also perfectly fine Mm. like we don't not all of us have to be superstars despite what the market and the media and whatever makes you mm-hmm. want to believe. Like not everybody has to be uh, changing the world out there. And so I think that we should find a balance on that. Mm-hmm. Understanding that we all have just to focus on our life and our circle and bringing good on that and living a life that feels meaningful and fulfilling for ourselves. Uh, and not let other people's ambitions and judgment 
sway us away from mm. just having like having our small pocket, our small dream. Like this is all I want. I don't need anything more. I don't need to be convinced that I need to be changing the world out there. I need to be the number one. Yeah. Mm. Whatever my craft is. Yeah. That's Most of the time they just want to convince you to buy something. That's <laughs> yeah. all it is. That's true. Marketing. True. Capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> finest, right? That's a really good point that you bring to the table. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I think like as podcasters, that's something that we've been kind of grappling with too. Like personally, I I am like scared to sit down every time we podcast mm. and I'm like doubting myself every single time and I'm going to get emotional too. <laughs> but once I do and I'm like, okay, this is meaningful and it's not, it's helping other people hopefully, but it's also mm. helping me and uh, elevate my friends voices and other people that we meet along the way and it's just by doing it just by taking the steps and trying mm. I feel is good enough even if I don't feel like I'm the best po podcast host I don't have to be yeah mm -hmm. because I'm I'm still taking the steps and taking action that make me feel like I'm getting to the point where I can say I am enough and really believe it mm. and you don't have to be the be best podcaster right now you just have to keep trying. Yeah. And you may be later on because you don't have to be the superstar now. If you want to be the superstar, you can be the superstar. Just accept that it's a process and it's going to take time. Mm. And that uh, you're a work in progress. We all are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's really important to yeah. keep in mind. That's I That's, I guess, what I've been kind of like struggling with, I guess, or yeah talking about it a lot in in therapy as well is like is just the the doing it right like that's the most important thing is to just sit down and do it do it just do it make your dreams come true <laughs> <laughs> yeah shia labeouf is a genius <laughs> but yeah. it doesn't happen overnight like yeah even if you keep telling yourself that like you you can take the, a couple of steps every day and that that should that's enough be enough right yeah it is enough because you're working towards something even if you're not doing a lot every day you're still yeah. doing something yeah. so it's enough and your laziness is just compared like it's on the context of what you've set yourself to like other people are doing yeah it's not necessarily like you it, on your own pocket you're doing enough mm. you're doing what you need to do you're doing what you want to do yeah all comparison yeah. aside all comparison yeah. aside yeah i think it's it's about context right with laziness is like if you don't understand that's what it said in the article as well like if you don't understand somebody else's context it's easy to just brand them as being right. lazy exactly right. so i guess with my parents or with my mom like me seeming like I'm lazy is I mean I had I was very low energy around that time so mm -hmm. I just like don't even have the energy to like get up and do things it's like it was very like inconsistent like mm -hmm. sometimes I would have like so much energy mm -hmm. I can't even like I had to fucking run around and like sing and dance all over the place yeah and then I tire myself out or like I have a lot of energy and I work on something really hard for like two hours 
and then I don't have any energy anymore and I'm just like lethargic just like depleted and also I would I would like sleep in on the weekends all the time my mom would always like wake me up like early because she gets up early like at eight or something but I went to bed at three so I'm not (laughs) getting the weekend was when I used to like get in all of the sleep that I missed out during the week because I always have trouble sleeping do right yeah (laughs) But I also have trouble like sleeping, like falling asleep, staying asleep. So that's why I would sleep in on the weekends because I'm trying to make up for that sleep. But then she just called me lazy because I'm lying in bed sleeping on the weekend. But I'm actually just like regenerating. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like recovering from my lack of sleep during the week. Do you think she heard that? Like you said that you suspect she has ADHD too, maybe? Yeah. Do you think lazy is a term that people labeled her as too? Mm, it could be actually. She's maybe familiar with that language? Maybe. I don't know. I should, I should ask her about that actually. So that's a good point that you raised, I think. Um, but I mean, she grew up in a different time. She's a boomer. So, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, she uh, she goes to bed early, wakes up early. She has a whole different routine than I do. And like, because of the way that she was raised is like, she always had to like do stuff, do the housework, mm, do things. Go, go, go. Yeah. And like fill your day to be productive, mm, you know, like yeah. always be doing something and if you're just sitting around supposedly doing nothing, then you're being lazy because you're not so constantly mm. doing something. Yeah. But sometimes you just need to recharge, you yep. know? Yeah. yeah. Nobody is completely monitoring everything that you're doing to be able to be certain that exactly. you're actually being lazy. Yes. Exactly. And doing nothing is something. Yeah. Yes. You're, you're existing. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You're, that's maybe, enough. You're maybe being creative and thinking about something. You're working on your next thing. Yeah. Even when you're just laying down. Or just bed. recharging your batteries. Exactly. Everyone yeah. needs to recharge. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's it's also because, um, so she's definitely an extrovert. And I, I guess I'm in between being an extrovert and an introvert. Maybe I think I might be more introvert, introverted. So I... I can't be around people all the time. I have to have time for myself to recharge. My mom is not like that. Mm. My dad is, I think I'm more like my dad because he needs time to like recharge by himself as well. It's very true that like a lot of people have a skewed view of what productivity looks like. Mm. And like they feel that just being by yourself in a room, that's being lazy while in fact you're just working on something in your head or trying to be yeah yeah like as you said recharging your batteries that's a process that you have that's how you create that's your creative uh process yeah um, for lack of a better word 
But yeah, that's that's a really great topic. And I feel like we should probably keep it here. And maybe we can continue talking about this in another episode. Mm -hmm. And as always, um, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you being here at the table. And Farron, we always love having you here. Oh, thank yeah. you. You're it's so great best. to be here. Yeah, if thank you have you any more to topics to bring to our table, we always welcome them. And we want our listeners to know where they can reach out to you and see your artwork or anything like that part of your yes. life in tokyo do you want to plug any of your socials um i will plug one of my instagrams so what is it actually <laughs> i think it's um ff underscore sloths with a z so that <laughs> <laughs> all that's, right that's my aunt instagram i'll put it down in the description yeah. so people can find it yeah Anyway, so yeah, if you can, if you're interested also in listening to all our other episodes and you, by the way, just listening to this episode randomly, you can visit our podcast. Uh, um, what am I saying? Don't tell my grandma. Uh, <laughs> you can also find us on all the social medias, A Journey for Wisdom and Instagram, A Journey for Wisdom and Twitter, where four is a number. You can also go to our Patreon and maybe uh, consider supporting us and helping us keep creating more awesome content like this one and bringing more awesome people like Farron. Yeah. Um, also visit our website at Journey for Wisdom. We have a lot of awesome stuff uh, there and give us a like, subscribe, um, check out our YouTube channel. We're exploring that and creating some great stuff. So look out for the stuff that we're going to put in the future. And thank you so much for being here with us. We appreciate you and we will be here next week. And you are enough. You are enough. You are enough. And we are too. Yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> bye, bye guys. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>